Let us invite the Spirit as we pray. Holy Spirit, come into this place. Dwell in our midst. Open our hearts and our minds. Illumine within us the grace and truth of your life-giving word. It is in your name that we pray. Amen. Our first reading this morning comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 15, verses 1 through 8. This is different than what is in your bulletin. John, chapter 15, verses 1 through 8. Hear now the word of the Lord. Jesus says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine grower. He removes every branch in me that bears no fruit. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes to make it bear more fruit. You have already been cleansed by the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me as I abide in you. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit. Because apart from me you can do nothing. Whoever does not abide in me is thrown away like a branch and withers. Such branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask for whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. Continuing in chapter 15 of John, picking up at verse 9. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. I have said these things to you so that my joy may be in you, And that your joy may be complete. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants any longer, because the servant does not know what the master is doing. But I have called you friends. Because I have made known to you everything that I have heard from my Father. You did not choose me, but I chose you. And I appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that the Father will give you whatever you ask him in my name. I am giving you these commands so that you may love one another. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This morning's sermon is going to begin with a little help from my twins. My son and daughter, Charlie and Sophie, have given me as a Mother's Day gift um, a willingness to help. They're going to read something this, this morning. If you would like to follow along, if you look in the friendship pads at the end of the pew... They are going to be reading um, a a Hungarian parable, 
and there's copies of it in your pew. Sometimes the mic system or nerves or might make it difficult to understand. So if you'd like to read along, you can share or pass those down. But I've invited them to uh, read. This is based on um, a parable written by a Hungarian writer whose name, I believe, is Ut Matato Alaleknek. That's my Hungarian for the day. Um, and I appreciate Charlie and Sophie sharing this for us. So let me set the scene. The twins are in their mother's womb, and they're having a little conversation. Sophie, tell me, do you believe in life after birth? Of course, Charlie. There has to be something after birth. Maybe we are here to prepare for what will happen later. Nonsense. There's no life after birth. No one has ever come back. And besides, what would we possibly look like? I don't know, but I hope it won't be so dark. This might sound crazy, but maybe we'll look with our legs and leave them out. That is crazy, Sophie. Walking in this is impossible. And how can we eat with these mouths? Ridiculous. Can't you see this umbilical cord? It gives us everything we need. I guess. I guess. But look, this cord is short. Life after birth is therefore impossible. Check and mate. <laughs> um, well, Charlie, I think there is something, but maybe it's different than it is here. Maybe we won't need this cord anymore. Nonsense. You just have an overactive imagination. Birth is the end of life, and that's it. Well, I don't know exactly what will happen, but I'm sure we will meet Mom, and she will take care of us. Mom? You actually believe in Mom? <laughs> and, yes, of course. Haha, ha, that's funny. Have you ever seen Mom? Has anyone ever seen her? No, but she's all around us. We live without, within her. Without her, this world would not exist. Well, I don't see her, so it's only logical that she doesn't exist. I can't see her either, but sometimes, if I'm really, if I am quiet and really listen, I think I can hear her singing. And if I'm really still, sometimes I think I can heal her hands, feel her hands touching us. Well, I guess we have to agree to disagree. I'm sleepy. Let's take a nap. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Charlie and Sophie. It's my Mother's Day gift. Thank you. Jesus says, abide in me. Abide in me. What does this mean? Belong to me? Connect with me? Love me? Accept me? Be with me? Abide in me. Just as a child grows in its mother's womb, our God surrounds us. I love this metaphor, and not just because it equates mothers with God. That's just a little Mother's Day gift that we get today. 
I love the idea that this universe that we know could be sort of like a baby in its mother's womb. In fact, many scientists, such as Stephen Hawking and Neil deGrasse Tyson, think that something like this may be true. It's called the theory of the multiverse. And there are many scientific theories involving it. My family and I recently watched Cosmos on Netflix, and we got a great education. One of the idea of this theory starts with the idea that space is infinite. But if it is, then it must start repeating at some point. Because there are a finite number of ways particles can be arranged in space and time. So the theory goes, if you look far enough, you could encounter another version of you. In fact, versions, infinite versions of you. Another theory is called bubble universes. It says that the universe expanded rapidly after the Big Bang, inflating like a balloon. But one physicist, physicist suggests that some pockets of space would stop inflating, while others continue, giving rise to many isolated bubble universes. Heavy, I know. Now, we don't know exactly what the people of Jesus' time, the folks that Jesus was hanging around with, what they thought about the nature of space or the universe. It probably wasn't very sophisticated scientifically, but Jesus uses an analogy that makes as much sense to me as bubble universes. A vineyard. Jesus says that we are branches, and Jesus is the vine, and God is everything else. Now remember, Jesus preached mostly in parables. He didn't really get theoretical or do any debating over theology or philosophy. He gives us images that hopefully people could relate to. And the people that Jesus was talking to, they were very much aware of what? Of agriculture. They knew about vineyards. So this talk about branches being connected to a vine or not being connected, that made sense to them. A branch being cut off from the vine. That's an image that people would instantly understand and possibly be concerned of. Maybe if Jesus were talking to us today and wanting to find a way to connect with us, he might use an example of an iPhone that's in permanent airplane mode. Do you get that? That was my husband's contribution. <laughs> An iPhone in permanent airplane mode, so we're not connected. That might be an example. I don't know if I'll rely on him, though, for the future. But whatever, whatever analogy resonates with you, 
The key word that Jesus is saying is abide. Abide. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you bear fruit unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. To abide is to remain, to continue, to stay. Stay connected. Be present. Or as Sophie said in the parable, be quiet and really listen. Be still and feel. Listen for the mother's voice. When we are able to get quiet and listen, we can perceive God's presence and we can hear God's loving voice. When we don't, when we don't hear that voice and know of that presence, we are like a branch cut off from the vine. I have certainly found this to be true. But sometimes life is too loud and it is too hard to hear that voice, isn't it? Life is loud and we are worried or scared. We are angry. We have been betrayed. We are grieving. We doubt. Sometimes it is too hard to be still and know that God is God. Well, the good news is that even if we can't get quiet, even if we can't hear God, even if we, like Charlie in this parable, doubt God, God is still there. God is still there, waiting patiently, loving fully. As we say in our baptism liturgy, God knows our name before we can even say God's name. We are known and loved, even when we don't think we are, or maybe especially when we don't think we are, even when we suffer, when we grieve. On this Mother's Day, as we celebrate moms and motherhood, we of course, are mindful of those whose mothers are not present or whose presence causes pain. We remember those for who this day is difficult. What if we all were aware this day of abiding in our true mother, our true father, our vine, our womb, our God, who loves us infinitely. Jesus says, You did not choose me, but I chose you. God chose you. God chooses me. We are chosen by God, loved by God. We can't do anything to deserve God's love. And there's nothing that can separate us from God's love. We are invited to know this love, to accept it, to abide in it. And knowing how loved we are, 
that we are God's beloved children. We are called to go out into God's world and love one another. Let us pray. Lord God, you loved us before we knew who you were, before we knew your name. We love because you loved us first. May we open our hearts to the joy that you offer through a life given freely from you to us. O come to us, abide in us, our Lord, Emmanuel. Amen.